0: for tuning in to the plug and play podcast i'm your host zach and this is episode 70 and alongside me from the sunny beaches of hawaii is tim
2: aloha minions
0: aloha minions that's a new one yep. oh, like,
2: special I like.
0: special i think we should all go to hawaii and ruin tim's vacation
2: i'm not telling you which island i'm on
0: ah, now <laughs> we have like 700 of them to choose from so we're good yep um, all right, Tim. Well, since we already told the listeners where you're at, why don't you tell us what you've been up to while you've been on this sunny beach vacation? Yes.
2: Uh, so we got lucky to And the previous week it was raining. Um, day after Thanksgiving, we got on a plane, hopped over to Hawaii, um, and it's beautiful here. Uh, which island? Um, the beautiful one.
0: Okay. Uh. <laughs> that really narrows it down. Thanks a lot. Uh-huh.
2: There's, there's yep. sand and palm trees.
0: Oh, uh, shit. Okay, I know which one you're on now um there's only one island with both actually things. the more
2: i talk the more um really uh savvy listeners will be able to figure out which island i'm on okay but um yeah i've been enjoying that a lot the first day we just kind of hung around and read and didn't do much just enjoyed the sand and the beach we have uh oceanfront view like i could literally pick up my laptop right now and hurl it into the ocean that's so how close to it what? yeah um mm-hmm. like i was talking to you earlier i kind of want to open the door and let the listeners try to hear the surf but you said it was too faint I can hear the surf if I open the door right now. That's awesome. It's so awesome. So I've been up to a lot of things. Um, snorkeling yesterday. Um, that was cool. Got to...
0: I saw you like snorkeling with like a sea turtle or something, and it almost come up and like bitch slapped you. It was like, ah, get my water.
2: Yeah, that was kind of scary actually, because if you touch one and someone catches you, it's a twenty five thousand dollars fine because they're protected. What? Yeah.
0: Even if they, they like come swimming into you, you're like, hey, hey, hey! Well, you, he was picking you, the fight. If you, if you see the video I posted,
2: I'm actually backing away from it furiously as it comes up to me. That, yeah,
0: I get like, I was like, hey, uh, Tim's like paddling like really quick. Uh, it's not because I'm scared
2: of the turtle. I would love to bump fins with the turtle. I think that'd be awesome, but yeah, uh, not not twenty five thousand dollars. Awesome, no thanks. No. So I saw that. that I saw awesome. lots of fishies. Um, first time snorkeling ever. It was actually really a lot more fun than I thought it would be.
0: Yeah, it's kind of creepy like, getting out there, isn't it?
2: I, he was like, uh... Kind of. Uh, I, mean, I was not used to it. The-
0: hey, look at, look at that shark. Oh, God, he's really close. <laughs> I didn't see any sharks,
2: fortunately. <laughs> Although I would have been too scared. Most sharks are actually pretty small. Only the movie sharks are big. I mean, there are great whites and such, but most of the shark family are pretty small. I saw lots of different colored fish, very colorful fish. That's cool. Um, coral. Cause they're
0: like you're like right yeah I was say, you're like right on a coral reef. Yeah,
2: I had to try to avoid the coral too, cause if you step on it, you kill it. Um, and I did for the most part, but a, and doesn't it doesn't
0: like doesn't it have like poison that injects into you too. Well,
2: I'm getting to that. I, <laughs> a wave kind of pushed me over a coral, and I don't think Ooh. I don't think I hurt the coral, but the coral coral certainly hurt me. It scraped my knee. So when Ooh, I got home, yeah. I uh, took some vodka and a paper towel and just cleaned it out the best I could and then put some Neosporin on it. I think it's going to be fine. It's really shallow cut, like I make, said. I,
0: well, I would make sure that, uh, like, the coral had these old pollen things because my uncle uh, goes to Hawaii, like, every other year. And uh, if your knee starts to ache or anything, oh, sure. ask ask the uh, attendants at your resort or wherever you're staying. And there's actually a thing that they sell only in Hawaii, uh-huh. Um when you put it on it, and it actually kills—it's like little like pollen. So it's it really skin. shallow
2: scrapes. I just barely nicked against it.
0: Okay. And
2: oh. um, it was bright red, and it was bleeding. So I let it bleed. I wanted whatever to get out of there. So I let it. bleed.
0: Yeah, of course.
2: Um, but when I got home, I scrubbed it pretty vigorously with the vodka. Okay. Because vodka kills everything. Yes, it does. And uh, it looks a lot better today. So I'm not super worried. Good. Um, but yeah, that was that. The other way I'm paying for snorkeling, other than that scrape, was. My sunscreen was crap.
0: Ooh, uh, you bought cheap sunscreen?
2: I didn't think it was. It was like the Sport, you know, 40 or 50, whatever. I oh, sprayed yeah. it all over, but you wouldn't know from looking at my back and my waist.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, I'm
2: hurting. he pulled
0: a Zach.
2: I always oh, so painful. It's right oh. around my belt line in the middle of my back.
3: Ooh.
2: And, uh.
3: Oh.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, so if I have a t-shirt on, you can't tell at all that I'm burnt. Like, my arms. You my take arms, that arms, son like, of a bitch off. My arms and my face. Yeah, i love Lobster Boy. So, I'm I'm kind of hurting today. It's going to peel like a son of a bitch next week.
0: Oh, that sucks.
2: Yep. Yeah, but it was still worth it. It was it was really fun. Oh, yeah. If you course. have the opportunity to uh, snorkel, I highly recommend it. And it nice. wasn't nearly as hard as I thought it would be. Like, I was worried about, like, breathing underwater through the tube. And yeah,
0: isn't it? At first, it kind of freaks you out.
2: It did a little bit, but I honestly adjusted in about two minutes. And, um, did you? I borrowed my yes. brother-in-law's GoPro camera, so I was able to film all the fish. I got some amazing pictures, and uh, yeah, great memories. So That's awesome. It was cool, worth the sunburn, as long as I don't get a melanoma.
0: Yes, exactly. The other
2: thing I did yesterday was a Kona Brewery Tour, so that was awesome. Um, for five bucks, you get to tour around, see how the beer's made. At the end, you get to taste four of their beers, um, and it's Ooh. supposed to be four four-ounce tastes. but They brought out these huge pitchers, and I probably had like more like twenty-four ounces, so easily five dollars. And I'll talk a little bit more about the Kona when we do our tasty treats because I have selected a Kona brew for my tasty treat.
0: Did you tell him about the podcast? You were like, "Yes."
2: I talked about the person I was with, and he was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." Well, the 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 tour guide was answering like questions, but there was like twenty of us. I didn't want to like, you know,
0: gotcha. Didn't want to be that guy. You're like, everybody like looks at you. They're like nerd, and you're like, hey, uh, shut okay. up, I got a podcast. There
2: was some other guy that was fulfilling that role. He was like trying to take pictures and always going out of the yellow lines you're supposed to stay in and getting yelled at. Uh, oh, that
0: guy. Yeah, he was
2: that guy. I didn't want to be that guy.
0: No, you should have wear your Fallout mask with your Pip Boy and be like, God, this was so much cooler two hundred years ago. I wish I had ago. some Radix. I wish I had some Radix guys. God. Some
2: sunbird. Um, yep. So two more things, and I'll quit talking about my awesome adventure in Hawaii. Um, today we went to Punalua Beach. I'm probably mispronouncing that horribly. Uh, two cool things about it are it has completely black sand, which looks freaky. And then the other thing is uh, sea turtles like to beach on it. So we got to see even closer. The sea turtles, they were just kind of lounging in the sun. Um, but they're... Did you go kick one? And you'd be like, die! <laughs> Back in the water.
0: Back in the water! You're not allowed up on the sand, sir!
2: No, I took a bunch of pictures of them, though. They're cool. Um, okay. They were just chilling. I wasn't going to kick them. They were just chilling, man. They just wanted to chill.
0: Fucking lazy hippies, get me back in the water and start swimming for my amusement. And
2: the other place we went to, I don't know if there's like a name for it, like a park or whatever, but it's the southernmost point in the U.S. Now, Florida, uh, Key West tries to say that it's the southernmost part of the U.S., and that's true for the continental U.S., but this point on the island, Hawaiian island is actually more further south, and once you leave that so, the southern point, there is like nothing but ocean until you hit Antarctica. So, what? It's almost like it's the edge of the world.
0: All right, Tim, start swimming. Um, there were
2: people swimming because this is on a cliff face about 40 feet high. And there's like, like, wrecks of old buildings or something. I don't know what it was. There's like old structures up against the cliff face, like what? parts of a foundation and what looked like a pier almost, like, you know, nowhere and like a door frame. Like weird stuff. But people were, um, Jumping off of this cliff and then climbing back up the cliff face on what had to be the scariest iron ladder I've ever seen. Like it was like more rust than metal. Um, and it was like not even attached to the, um, the top of the cliff directly. Right. It was like attached by ropes. And who knows how old the ropes were? Like this was like the most dangerous looking thing I've ever seen. Um, but the person I was with got a really cool picture of this j- person jumping right off the platform. Like in midair, uh, it was pretty sweet. nice. So that was actually pretty. So did you jump off? I did not. Oh. Um, because I'm chicken. Would you have jumped?
0: Yeah. No. Okay.
2: Honestly, no, I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, okay, sure, jumping would have been scary, but you had to see this ladder. Like coming back up on this ladder might have been almost as scary.
0: <laughs> You're like, all right, it's like the jumping part's not too terrible, guys. I can get over that with beer. But the climbing back up part, like, it's not even a drug addict would do that. Like
2: nothing that looks safe about it. It was That's funny, too. Like
0: the,
2: It was, like, a 20-year-old person or whatever that was jumping, and they were, like, not sure they were going to do it. And there was, like, this 60-year-old woman right next to the place, and she's like, Oh, I read it twice. And after she said that, it was like the the kid couldn't not do it, you know? <laughs> it's like this old lady has done it, and, like, what, you're going to puss out now?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, but that was pretty cool. I mean...
0: Tim's like piping in the background. Yeah, I done 10 times too. Yeah, huh?
2: So it's like a cliff, but it's also like at the point of an island sort of. So when you're standing up against the cliff, like all you see, even your peripheral vision is just ocean. So it's almost like being at sea where you just can't see the end of oh, the ocean. God. You can see the curve of the earth. It's like just ocean forever. It's different the than just being part. At, it's different than just being at the beach because you're mm-hmm. elevated and I don't know. Yeah. It was cool.
0: It's not like you're jumping out to like a five foot drop. You're like, oh, good forty feet.
2: You're jumping off the edge of the world.
0: Yep, exactly. Oh. Die, good sir, die.
2: Yep, but that's enough about enough about me in Hawaii. What have you been up to?
0: Sweet. Well, we had Thanksgiving. Um, so we gave thanks, broke some bread, and had some turkey.
2: Um, you have a big big gathering fun? or just small gathering?
0: Uh well, my family's huge. So I mean, not like huge, but it's like it's a decent size. Like I think it's pretty comparable to yours. So we had like. Uh, I think this year was actually pretty small. I think we only had like 13 of us or maybe (laughs) 16 of us. That's small. That's funny. uh, Yeah, as I say, because my uncle, that's five. And then, uh, so maybe like 11 of us, maybe 11 to 14. So, um, and then I had to do some more yard work this weekend because there's awesome changing of the weather. So, I did that. Is
2: this time actually your tree, not your neighbor's tree?
0: No, it's still his damn tree. (laughs) Mixed in with my tree, kind of, but yeah, it was pretty terrible. So I did that, Um, and then we did, uh, after Thanksgiving, we decided that we were going to decorate for Christmas, so this year my wife and I decided, I haven't done a real Christmas tree in years, and she hasn't had a real Christmas tree since she was like four years old, so we decided that we were going to go cut a Christmas tree and buy all the stuff for it and do a real Christmas tree this year. Well, I saw a deal for a tree- Christmas tree holder at Target for cheap. And I was like, yes, I'm definitely buying this. Mm-hmm. So we went, we cut the tree down. It's all great. And we get home. And we're all excited. I get the Christmas tree holder out, and I start putting it together. And I get it together like 40 minutes later. And I'm like, try to put the tree in there, it doesn't fit. I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck. Too, so I, too I go, taller? and I, no, it's too, th- the, too wide. The, yeah, too wide. So then I go, and I cut it a little bit higher cut off some of the lower branches and make it a little bit the trunk of it a little bit bigger again and it pops down in there but then i can't get the damn thing to go straight because there's like 12 things to adjust this damn thing on mm-hmm. so like i can't figure out how to make this thing go straight so i say finally say fuck it and rip it off and chuck it out of the garage and go buy a new one from fred meyers that only has three things And I'm proud to say within five minutes of getting home, that tree was up and straight. It was awesome. Nice. And um, so, yeah, we did that. We decorated the outside of our house for Christmas. I got the tree lights hung. Um, And I can safely tell you guys that I can predict when it's freezing outside by the tips of my cut off fingers. Oh, okay. I walked outside and I was like, "Oh, oh, my fingers already hurt. Oh, they fucking hurt. And uh, so then, like, half hour later, every, like, half hour I'd have to come back in and run them underneath, like, scolding hot water uh, to, like, to, like, get the bone, like, heated back up because it hurt so damn bad. Um, pretty much contemplated, like, cutting off my hand at that point again for, like, the third time. Yeah, so it's just moved moved
2: the pain up further up your arm, you realize. Yeah,
0: but then it's, like, one big pain and not, like, two moving pains. So, but anyways, so we did that. Outside the house is now all decorated and looks good um, until I have to clean up the yard, which already needs to be done again. So, yeah. Thanks a lot, dumbass trees and stupid people who thought they were awesome to plant trees in front of your house. That's just great. If yeah. only
2: we lived in a wasteland where nothing grew.
0: Uh, I'm really thinking the Fallout 4 place is like perfect place to live right about now.
2: As far as a lark yard upkeep, it, it definitely has its bonuses.
0: It definitely does. So, And then I was working today at work and um i was moving my hands around i'm not really sure how i did it but like when you get like a pretty traumatic wound your thin kind of your skin kind of thins hmm. and you don't have like this huge like barriers so or something that like might have just been like a scrape before is like now like a full-on cut and um i don't really know where or how or what i was doing but i know i was moving my arms i was making i was making tools i was throwing stuff around moving stuff around getting things ready packing orders placing stuff with different items and stuff like that and there's some saws and i was using an exacto knife at one point and i'm not really sure where in this whole mess this happened but i'm like swinging my arms i'm like packing like an order and all of a sudden i see like red like things come flying up like in front of my face i'm like oh that's fucking weird and i look down and my whole entire hands like drenched in blood i like sec. cut the tip of my finger like uh and I, like off again but like i like cut like right where all the stitches were where they sewed it back together like i like cut that on something and i like didn't feel it because like it just kind of always hurts it's the one that i'm having troubles with the fingernail growing back in so like it just always kind of hurts so, you did so like want to happen. i didn't even notice like when it happened so who knows how much <laughs> i like <laughs> so, looked like, cut down yourself again. And just, ah. yeah there's like blood like all over the table i'm like yeah this is fucking awesome that how, cool. how was the cut um well i used a lot of pressure maneuvers and squeezing and stuff probably should have gone and got like a stitch or two but uh i smeared with vaseline to like help clot it a little bit and then like pressurized it as hard as i could for like i don't know 15 minutes and then like pressure wrapped it with band-aids and uh it's not bleeding anymore it's just kind of white like it's uh like it's dead skin
2: great that that sounds that sounds awesome
0: yeah you need to quit cutting yourself at work i know cutter and I know, I'm like really suicidal, guys. Like, I got a major problem.
2: Take you to therapy.
0: You might need to. That's another thing we were talking about before the podcast. It was like, I'm really, this sort and skill stuff is actually really useful knowledge.
2: No, no, no. no. It's giving you bad no. ideas. Bad Zach. Yeah. Zach's got a-
0: what would you say if I were to tell you I was on my second playthrough? Oh my
2: gosh, you've got to.
0: But I'm not, okay. I'm not. I was just going to say, what would you say if I said that? Um. Be, I mean, I should have told you I was to see if like, I get your real answer, but.
2: Uh, I'd be thinking of ways to take away podcasts with me for a while. <laughs> okay, I need to take his phone, his PC, his laptop. Yeah. Thanks pro- for that, laptop, pro- pro- Zach. Probably his wife's phone. Yeah,
0: exactly. I need to borrow this for if, five hours,
2: honey. Don't worry about it.
0: Exactly. So, we've been doing that. Um,
2: yeah, quit cutting your finger, damn it.
0: You cut, quit cutting my finger and i've been catching up on all my podcasts i neglected by powered through uh short and scale so i have caught up on two of the five podcasts so far cool so yes so that is enough about bleeding and throwing blood all over the place uh deck for christmas exactly right that's it it's just red it's just, you just red it's green and you're good that's we sell marijuana in this state. Yes, we do. Just throw some pot around the room and then sprinkle. I don't blood think it's legal here, by the way, here at Hawaii. But I've
2: been smelling it a lot. Uh, duh. A lot. I, Hawaiians love that shit. I think it grows really well here, if I remember right.
0: Oh, I'm thinking so. I'm, I mean, I'm
2: smelling it every day.
0: It's hot, right? Yeah. It's humid, right?
2: Yep.
0: Oh, I'm thinking that might be perfect. Then.
2: No, I smell it every day. Do you really? Oh yeah. And tim's like
0: it might be coming from my hotel room no, no, but no. who knows
2: <laughs> i would never confess to that on a podcast
0: no never on a podcast so All right. have right been playing so, some games oh i've been playing fallout 4 baby yeah and i finally decided to start doing the story mission so does that mean you went to diamond city i went to diamond city i left diamond city i came back to diamond city i left diamond city and i am heading back towards diamond city again
2: so there's lots of super mutants around there right
0: I haven't been there yet, so
2: I'm asking. I I honestly don't know.
0: There's, like, if you hear gunfire... Because, like, when you start to get towards Diamond City, like, where you... I don't really know where you're at right now, but... uh, I've been
2: playing that for a while for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah. But it is, uh... It's very, like, remote and kind of, like, out in the wilderness in a lot of the places up where you start um, until you hit around Diamond City, and then Diamond City is literally, like the city of Boston, I believe, or, like, downtown Boston. And um, I think Diamond City is actually supposed to be, like, where the baseball uh, baseball field is currently in Boston. But I could be wrong on that as well. But I'm thinking that's where that gets its name from. Okay. Um, anyways, but, yeah, it's very... Big tall buildings, waterfront, stuff like that, and you hear a lot of bombs going off and a lot of shooting when you go there. And, uh, like, a few times, like, you start to get the feel, and Fallout 4 really comes alive. Especially, like, I'd highly recommend, like, going to Diamond City, doing, like, the main storyline for at least, like, four main storylines, till you hit a. Um, this isn't really a spoil. I mean, it's not going to spoil the story for you. Once you get to. A mission that involves brain matter. Okay. Then I think Fallout 4 had you have a good understanding of Fallout 4, and it really brings the whole world to life. Um, and it everything just kind of clicks, and you kind of see where the struggles of this world are. Where like Fallout 3, like you instantly went the Megaton and you were like dived into this world with like you understood things and the city kind of laid everything out for you. So
2: you think Diamond City is this game's Megaton is what you're saying?
0: Exactly, yes. Well, I've been avoiding
2: Diamond City, but that makes me want to go to it now.
0: I really think that I strongly urge everybody that even if you just love exploring, head to Diamond City, do the first like three quests, I think, roughly out of Diamond City um, main quests, and then you're going to have kind of a feel for... Fallout 4, and then go back exploring again. I think I'm pretty much at the point. I've done about five of them. I think I'm done doing main storylines for a little bit, and I'm just going to start exploring now. Um, but shit, the freaking buildings surrounding Diamond City, dude, is just insane. Like, from raiders to bandits to, like, this other group of people that I'm not going to name because you probably haven't ran into them yet. The super mutants. Um, and if you get into some really messed up freaking areas, yeah, there's a couple of those big ass creatures too. Nice.
2: I've only run into yeah. super mutants once. I've been avoiding them. Yeah. I saw them from a distance. Like, ah, I don't think I'm quite ready to take them on.
0: What level are you now?
2: Oh man, um, I want to say I was sixteen.
0: Okay. So like, I was once I have I was like...
2: somewhere between thirteen and sixteen, I think.
0: Okay, because like once I hit like that general area, I like power leveled really quick. Okay. I'm like up to like twenty eight
2: wow okay so i'm definitely in the teens i, I know that much I,
0: I, but i've probably put in quite a few more hours in you as well yes so but yeah it's a lot of fun i highly recommend heading straight to diamond city if you already haven't done it just to get the kind of feel for what this world is all about because it definitely lays out and tells you about some stuff that you you become more aware of your surroundings when you're out exploring so cool yeah so what have you been playing? Well, uh,
2: because I've been traveling, I can't play Fallout 4, which is sort of good because it forced me to play some other games. Um, so the games I'm talking about, I played little chunks of, not nearly as much as you've probably played on Fallout 4. But on the plate I played some Hotline Miami, um, which I've owned on the Vita for quite a while. Um, and that is kind of like a pre-party hard murder simulator.
3: Nice. Um,
2: if you haven't played it, it's got similar like old school type graphics, but it's like top down um, instead of three quarters perspective. So you just see like the top of your guy's head, and like um, you die really quick and easy, but the the levels start over. Um, so. There is a storyline, and it's basically you're crazy, um, but you'll go through rooms. It's
0: basically that you're insane.
2: Yeah, and you go through and just try to murder everyone there. But they're all, like, mobster-type people, so it's a little less psycho than Party Hard, I guess. Because, you know, they're people that should be killed. Okay. But um, you'll pick up bats, machine guns, uh, shotguns, knives, samurai swords, and it's hyper-violent. Like, blood sprays everywhere, even though it's, like, really rudimentary graphics. It feels like really like gut wrenching sometimes when you're just slamming some guy's head into the wall, because you can do that. You could punch <laughs> him once and then slam his head into the wall, and like I said, you'll die a lot, but the action just starts right back up. So you just jump right back into the level again. Um, it's got an awesome soundtrack. I love the soundtrack for that game. So on. Th- is it as good as Party Hard? In its own way, yeah, I would say it okay. is. Um, it's not quite the same. It's more electronica weird, but it's okay. It's unnerving and it's. Addicting to listen to at the same time. Um, it's a great soundtrack. It was great to listen to on the headphones on the plane. And <laughs> I caught the guy in the seat next to me <laughs> looking over once. He's just like, What the hell? He's
0: like, What uh just <laughs> uh, like literally uh,
2: blood spurting from the characters' necks like halfway across the Vita screen. <laughs> it's a bloody game. Um, but it was good times. I also got Laura Croft Go on our sale over the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, whatever the hell weekend. Nice. Um that's pretty cool. Um, it's very simple gameplay mechanics. It's basically puzzle solving. So a lot of people, the original, the reboot of uh, Tomb Raider, a lot of people said there wasn't enough tomb raiding. This is all, yeah. this is all about tomb raiding. It's all about um, solving puzzles inside of tombs, getting past obstacles, getting treasure. Um, not so much the shooting, although she does have guns. It just kind of automatically shoots when you come up to a snake or whatever. Um, and you're on a strict path. Um, it's almost like a board game with puzzles. It's it's fun. It's good. It's a good phone game. It, it's great at what it is. It's not, not If it was on a console, it probably would not be good at all. But if you've got like five minutes um, in between waiting for a bus stop or whatever, I could totally see like knocking out a quick level or two. Um, okay. So I'm enjoying it. Definitely worth $3. I paid for it. I also went back to Xenoblade Chronicles on my 3DS because Xenoblade Chronicles X is coming out very soon on Wii U. And if I want to be playing that, I should probably finish the first one again. Um that was cool. Um, and then the one I'm most excited about, it was Jackbox Party Pack. I bought that on Steam for half price and actually played it with my family a couple times, and they love it.
0: Nice. It is a, that is a good family it game. It's an
2: awesome family game. We all have iPads and phones, so we can all um, huddle around my Surface and uh, play. We had a bit of leg, um, which kind of frustrated them a little bit for inputting some answers. Yeah. Um, but not enough to re- especially
0: Especially when you don't have a good Wi-Fi connection. I, we've
2: had decent Wi-Fi, so I don't know if it's the Wi-Fi, the server. I don't know. But a couple times... It could be the
0: server. We've only played two players, so...
2: We were playing four, and a couple times, like, I pushed the button. I pushed the button. And uh, so that was a little frustrating. But still, overall, I mean, the game has an awesome sense of humor. We've only played one of the four games so far. I want to play the one that's about drawing and fibbage with them later. mm mm-hmm. um, But we've been playing that and some card games, um, kind of mixing it up. The card games we've been playing, since it's sort of games we can talk about, I'm playing a game called Nuts, hmm. um, which is all about um, trying to collect nuts. collect 20 nuts, and the, the cards are awesome that you play, like grabbing nuts, or, um, uh, yeah, it's all about double entendres, because it's actually, you know, like the, the plant nuts, but the cards all yeah. sound like, like <laughs> protecting your nuts, or, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's just funny. And we played a little bit of um, Exploding Kittens also, so... Those are the games I've been playing, and that kind of
0: that kind of brings us to the end of the gaming it section, does. guys. So last week we guys we asked you guys, do you participate in Black Friday or Cyber Monday sales? Before we uh, answer um, or read the answers, did you Zach? I did not. Okay. I actually got to ask you about something about that after the podcast. So okay. Um, yeah.
2: So I think last week we mentioned that there was a PlayStation flash show. Mm -hmm. And I did get um, Axiom Verge, which is a total, like, Metroid-style game. And another game that's slipping my mind right now. I thought about getting Hotline Miami 2. But um, but what I've heard is it's actually a lot harder. And Hotline Miami is already hard enough. I don't really know if I need that in my life. Um, So I decided not to get Hotline Miami um, yet. I might change my mind. Okay. And then uh I don't know if it was part of the Steam sale, but the Jackbox party pack is something I bought over the weekend and it was half price.
0: So okay. that's what
2: I bought. But the listeners
0: I was looking at the Witcher 3 is fifty percent off.
2: Oh man, that's tempting.
0: I know. So but then I was like twenty five uh, or thirty. Thirty.
2: Hmm. It'll keep going down though, and you've got yeah, Fallout the
0: thing is, I got Fallout Four. It's, so... it's only gonna
2: get cheaper. I would say wait. I would say consider now. getting it at some point. Um, it's. Oh, close, I'm definitely going to get it. It's close enough to Dragon Age. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but maybe not not this weekend. Yep. But our exactly. uh, our listeners had some answers too. Um, about participating Black Friday Cyber Monday sales. Bradley Keen says digital deals through Xbox Live, PSN, Amazon, Steam. Sure. So it sounds like he shops everywhere. Yep. Oh, I forgot. You know, I guess Google Play. Um, my uh, Lorecraft Go. So actually, oh, did, nice. I did buy on three platforms. Um, Blake said, I usually shop online online instead of uh, as opposed to in the stores. He got new PC parts this year and waited in line to get the kids a 360 one year, not this year. Once was enough. So yeah, I agree. Once you've done those lines at like 5 in the morning, freezing your butt off.
0: Yeah, I uh, I remember when Blake wanted to sit on the line for that. And that was uh, not very fun. I remember that. So you helped him 360? I didn't help him with Oh, okay. But I remember when he did do it, because we were playing a while back in those days... And uh I remember him like coming and playing WoW like early in the morning where like he usually never would. He's like, Yeah, I just got back from Black Friday shopping. I was like, Oh, oh that sucks. So
2: Yeah, I've done yeah. that once, that's probably not for me. And it was yeah, it wasn't even for something as cool as a three sixty, it was just random tech stuff. It was about five
0: percent.
2: So anyway, now we're to the my favorite part of the podcast, which is why you should rate us and like us, on iTunes and Stitcher. Well, uh, it just depends, listeners. Would you like your next vacation to be somewhere sunny and tropical like me in Hawaii? Or would you like your next vacation to be somewhere dismal, gray, dangerous, frightening? Something like the wasteland of Fallout 4. It's all up- i take the wasteland. You probably would, you sick bastard.
0: Yeah. Well, I
2: guess you can go ahead and not rate us and like us on iTunes and Stitcher. Hey! And yeah, it's you-, not very nice. you enjoy your Super Mutant stuff. Yeah. Me, I'm gonna enjoy this beautiful sunset that I can look outside my window right now. It's amazing. Awesome. It's amazing. So I guess you know what to
0: do. Like us and this on iTunes and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Commercial meaning music and music meaning commercial. <laughs> back. Tasty Treats in hand. So, Tim, while you're over there on that great big island of Kona, why don't you let oh, us know? Oh, you
2: figured it out.
0: Ah, yeah, I okay, you at know. You.
2: Look at you. I
0: know, look at me. Uh, why don't you let us know?
2: So, I did the brewery tour of uh, Kona Brewing, like I said, which was probably how Zach figured this out. And probably. The funny thing I learned was... Can't get anything
0: past me good sir.
2: The funny thing I learned was um, they the bottled beer that you buy here on the island is actually from Portland, Oregon. What? They don't bottle the beer here um, that they bottle because of water rights and just the, tr- the cost it would take to transport bottles from here to the mainland. It's actually cheaper to bottle on the mainland and ship it here than it is to bottle and distribute here.
0: So they don't even make it there.
2: They don't make the bottled beer here. So there's tap beer, there's keg beer, and I... Tons of keg beer. Then I could have gotten a growler, but mm-hmm. I already own like six growlers. I didn't want to buy another growler. So I just went and bought bottled beer at the grocery store. But the the water in this beer that I'm about to drink is not Hawaiian water. It's actually back from hometown in Portland, Oregon. And they told this whole uh. story. So like the brewers like actually originated in Portland and they have a um, like kind of a cooperative deal with Widmere and Red Hook for their bottling um, stateside. So that Mm. I just thought that was funny about this beer. Mm. Anyway, here's the Kona Castaway IPA. Um, I.
0: They call it Castaway because it's actually from Portland and got castaway off of a ship, and they're like, oh right, fucking slap a new label on there."
2: All right, so I just opened it with my Leatherman Tread that I got through TSA. No problem.
0: I'm gonna call and report. You'd be like, "Hey, so I've heard there's like this like." al terrorist person with a Swiss...
2: That's that's just great. Thanks. Oh, wait. (laughs) I just mean it'll be stuck in Hawaii. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Yeah. So, Uh, I'm going to take a sip now. It's probably the third time I've had it this week. Still good? Uh, Yeah, that Portland beer is amazing, dude. It is. Portland sure knows how to brew their beer. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I just thought yeah. that was hilarious. I was trying to get you know the true Hawaiian, and the beer that I tasted on the tour that was all Hawaiian beer, and that's good. So anything you get on tap in Hawaii from Kona is actual true Hawaiian beer.
0: That's good. That's good to know. But uh, does it taste different? The stuff in, that's actually kegged and tapped in Hawaii compared to the Portland stuff. I kind of think it does. Honestly, it tastes a little bit better, right? Well, I mean, there's always a difference between keg and bottled though. So,
2: um, it did taste better. Fresh at the brewery, for sure. Um, Yeah. Still good, um, but I'm trying to isolate what makes it taste different. It's still hoppy. What's different? I can't figure it out, but it does taste... The water's
0: a lot warmer.
2: Oh, you don't want that. The only beer you want even remotely warm is like a a porter or a dark beer. Yeah,
0: that's gross, though.
2: I know. We'll we'll convert you one of these days. We'll we'll bring you to the dark side.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
2: Well, that's my beer. What are you drinking?
0: Sweet. Well, I am drinking an Alaskan winter uh, spruce tips. Just um, tips. Yeah, just the tips. So it's brewed and bottled in Juneau, Alaska. So Is, I thought it, we were be... Is it, Zach? Is it? It says it right here. Brewed and bottled in Juneau, Alaska. All right. Well, AK. I mean, maybe Alabama, Kansas area. <laughs> nah. I don't know. They have a lot of ice. They can just melt whenever. It's exactly. Cold. Yeah, exactly. So we're doing that. And uh, it's already open because I forgot to bring my bottle opener back here, so I had to run out there really quick and open it. Cool. And we're gonna go ahead and try this. It sure tastes um, different than what I'm used to. So, what style did you say it was? It says, you know, it doesn't actually say style on here, which is kind of weird. Um, I'm thinking it's more of like an amber. Is that the color? It is? Yeah. It's more of a amberish color. Okay. Um, it was good though. It's just definitely not my regular style. So it's one of the Alaskan um, brewing uh, specialty beers, seasonal beers. So this is their winter, and then I think they have like one for every season. So it's
2: pretty good. It's pretty good. Nice. Well now. Better so, tasty treats. That's you know what time it is. Time to kick it.
0: All right, Tim, why don't you go ahead and kick us off this week?
2: All right. Um, so I feel like I have to explain this one to younger members of the audience, which might who might not know what MST3K is. Like me. Yes, yeah, exactly. This came out in, like, 1988, and it was, like, kind of a cult underground thing. It wasn't a super popular show, but a lot of nerds and geeks like me totally loved it. What it was was, uh, like, a cable show where – you would see like a really old cheesy movie, kind of like think like Godzilla type movie, uh-huh. but even like less known than that, like movies you'd never heard uh-huh. of. Um, often in black and white, and on the bottom of the screen, you'd see like a row of like a silhouetted movie theater seats, and there'd be like uh-huh. this guy and these two robots, and the whole thing of the show was like they were trapped in space by like these evil masterminds who were forcing them to watch these movies, so these three characters at the bottom of your screen would be like making fun of the movies the whole time. Um, And that was Mystery Science Theater 3000, in a nutshell. And it ran for, I think, two or three seasons. And, um, like, people were passing around VHS tapes of it because it got canceled. And then eventually DVDs came out. And people would, like, seriously, like, my brother-in-law would watch these over and over. Like, just um, these people making fun of these movies.
0: Why? You'd
2: have to see it. It was just uh, a lot of in-jokes, a lot of... um, Like, pop culture jokes, like, good humor. Um, It was funny stuff. Um, Also helped me to get to sleep a lot. Like, I could always fall asleep to one of these episodes. So, Hmm. um, but Mystery Science Theater 3000 was pretty big back in the early 90s as far as, like, underground geek culture. And um, the original creator, Joel Hodgson, wants to bring it back. So, I'm going to go ahead and let you – it's a five-minute video. I think we'll cut it off in about three minutes. Um, You'll get the idea. Um, Go ahead and roll the audio now.
3: Science Theater,
4: hey everybody, I'm Joel Hodson, the creator of a show you might remember called Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, this usually jogs people's memory. I've always been proud of the way we made MST3K. We could have gone straight to a big network, but instead we started on a local TV in Minneapolis where we had a lot of freedom to figure out the show. Yeah. Also, you didn't know anybody was watching you. Well, it's true. After our first season, the show moved to cable and we had a really good run, too. We shot almost 200 episodes on the Satellite of Love before we finally got canceled. Uh, excuse me, but it seems like a show that's inexpensive and powered by cheesy movies should
2: be able to run, like, indefinitely.
4: I hear you. That's what the fans thought, too. Here, check this out. They went to all the trouble of running this ad in Variety to try to convince the networks to bring MST3K back. As an old-school blowhard executive, I take great pleasure in completely ignoring your little ad. Well, obviously, that didn't work, and the show got canceled. But what if I were to tell you that we finally have a chance to bring MST3K back? So let me get this straight. You found a conference table full of executives that want the show? Uh, no, because now it isn't up to me or a conference table full of executives. It's really up to you. Now the fans have the power.
5: So the fan
4: base become the new evil overlords? Why, it's actually a new dimension of horror. Well, it, it's not that scary. If the fans want MST3K back, we can work together to create a brand new season through the power of crowdfunding.
1: Crowfunding, eh? I do like the cut of my jib.
4: Crowd fun. It's worked for other cult favorites like Veronica Mars, Reading Rainbow, and Super Troopers. Also for making a potato salad. Right, now here, check this out. If we can raise at least $2 million on Kickstarter in the next month, we'll be able to shoot three brand new feature-length episodes. And if we can raise enough, we can make even more. We can make six episodes for $3.3 million, nine episodes for $4.4 million, and a full 12 episodes for just $5.5 million. Three, six, nine. There's a geometry to it. I sign off. Yes, we like it very much. Yeah, if we team up with the fans to get the show up and running again, it'll prove there's a real audience. And then I bet it'll be a lot easier to find those open-minded executives to support the show so we can send MST3K back into the wild. You mean on the cable? Yeah, or an online platform so a whole new generation can find it, like you did.
0: But wait, why should the fans pay their money up front and not just wait until we're done? That's what I do. I lay back, then pounce.
4: Well, most importantly, there won't be more MST3K without them. But we can also offer all kinds of cool rewards to thank people for help. So, we, need we should big probably ideas. cut off of directors, sound off. Oh, okay, I'm just blue-skying now, but uh,
2: how about we offer a chance to write riffs on the news? Um, this is one of the most complete Kickstarters I've ever seen. Um, I encourage you, if you're interested, to look up MST3K at Kickstarter. They break down the rewards, um, the stretch goals, like where all this money goes, in incredible detail, more than I've seen in any other Kickstarter. Um, they kind of talk about what it takes to make a TV show, why it don't, why it takes like two million to make three episodes, and then only three hundred, three million, three hundred to make four episodes. Like the cost per episode goes down. Um, hmm. The more, it's it's weird. It's like the they seem
0: very like. These are the guys who did it before, right? Uh,
2: Joel is. so the, he's Yeah, gonna, he's, so
0: like, he's been through it
2: before. He has been through it before, and one of the things that's sort of controversial with his fan base is he's bringing on new cast members. The other people you were, heard talking were like the uh, robots, um, that was, okay. um, and they're new voices. And he says that's important because he doesn't want this to be just a nostalgia trip for old people like me. He wants a whole brand new audience, and so yeah. um, I think he's being smart about that, and with the stretch goals—he's already announced two of the other characters that are gonna be joining, and one of them is Felicia Day, and the other Ooh. is Patton Oswalt, who is the voice of uh, Minecraft that we talked about. Yeah. So he's bringing in some pretty high-powered geeks to this. So, uh, two hundred—sorry, two million dollars was the bare minimum it's gonna take to make three episodes. Um, and at three, three million three hundred thousand, they could get between four to six episodes. They've passed that mark. Um have eleven days to go and currently they have three million three hundred sixty seven thousand and six hundred and eight dollars as of the second. As I'm watching it, this number keeps slightly going up. They currently have twenty eight thousand nine hundred and seventy five backers. Like I said, this will be backed and it will go um fully funded in eleven days. Um Holy crap! If there are, you know, further stretch goals. If they get up to five million five hundred dollars, for example, they can get an entire full season of twelve episodes. Um and if that was to be backed at that level and have a fully produced season, um, I could totally see this being picked up by, if not a cable network like TBS, maybe a online network like Amazon Prime or Netflix or...
0: Yeah, Netflix
2: definitely. Something like that. Um, so a lot of the cost has to do with getting the film rights. Back in the 80s, um, getting film rights for cheesy movies was pretty cheap. But now with services like Netflix and Amazon even really crappy movies are demanding a lot of money for film rights. Um, so that's a big, big part of the cost. Um, but you can read all about like, the breakdown of where the money goes. There's pie charts. There's questions and answers. Um, if you are at all interested in this project, there's a lot of reading material um, that explains everything. But I'm excited this is going to happen. Um, I'm excited about the new talent they're bringing on. I'm excited that it's funded. I hope it gets even more funded. Like I said, as of this recording... It'll be 11 days ago. When we post this podcast, it'll be, I think, three or four days left to go. So you still have a chance to get in if you want. Okay. There are back rewards. Like, There's a lot of different levels. I'm not going to go through them. You, of course, get access to digital downloads um, first. Um, different levels have coffee, mugs, T-shirts, things of that nature. But most importantly, if you are the type of person like me who wants to see more of Mystery Science Theater 3000, this is the Kickstarter back.
0: So. Nice. Well, guys... I have one for everybody who believes in the zombie apocalypse or is just weary of going out in public in general and getting some type of airborne pathogen and turning into a flesh-eating monster. Nobody wants that. That's Nobody wants that. That's right. I'm talking, talking about a stylish-looking urban breathing mask for the 21st century. So, before we go any further, I'm going to let them explain it to you in this awesome video. To be the worst air pollution
1: Deadly in and
0: very poisonous.
1: More of bronchitis, more of asthma, more of bronchitis. To see how bad the air is here. Have you ever thought of what you breathe? Air pollution is today the world's largest single environmental health risk, killing more than seven million people a year. It was this issue that started Aaron, built on a vision to create a world where everyone can breathe clean and healthy air. Last year I moved to India. This was the first time I started thinking of what I was breathing. My long gone asthma had come back and I realized it was because of the polluted air. I started searching for protection, but the only mask I could find were either industrial types or basic masks that simply didn't work. Back in Stockholm, I teamed up with the right people to develop the best breathing mask for normal citizens. And now we've created something we're very excited about. A mask that doesn't compromise. It's highly protective, it's comfortable, and it's easy to breathe in, yet fashionable. After months of iteration and user testing, we've now been able to combine high-quality filters with a unique fit, which is exactly what a mask needs to be protective. Truth is, If a mask doesn't seal good around your face, it doesn't matter how good filters you use. To make the mask easy to breathe in and likeable to wear, we also equipped it with stretch binding, two exhalation valves and adjustable ear loops. In addition, we also have changeable filters so they can be reused while at the same time stay hygienic. Finally, we don't believe functionality needs to compromise design. An urban breathing mask should be a way for self-expression as any other fashion item deserves to be. It covers half your face, so whether you commute, travel to a polluted city, or just walk around town, the mask should be protective, feel comfortable, and of course, also look good. Now we need your help. Our prototype is ready for production and we need people like you to back us to help our mask become a reality.
0: Alright guys, so that is the urban breathing mask for the 21st century. Basically some really cool looking design. Um, air filtration mask, the weed out all the H1Z1 virus, and you know, any zombie apocalypse, walking dead virus. Uh, yeah, so it looks like a ninja pretty mask, sweet, does look like a ninja mask. So they are looking for ten thousand six hundred forty seven US dollars. They are thirty three thousand and eighty dollars. So, um, uh, of course, this actually is not based in the United States, but those are U.S. prices. They have 674 backers. It's going to be a thing. Um, looks like for 37 U.S. dollars, you can get uh, the air Aeronium Urban Breathing Mask Travel Pocket, head strap, two filters designed in size free of choice, free shipping worldwide. If you want to be cool and get your partner one you can spend $64 or if you just want to be totally insane and you really want one for $5,324 U.S. dollars you can get the community pack which includes 250 uh urban breathing what? masks 250 travel pockets 250 head straps 500 filters so you can give all this shit away and just keep the air filter for yourself and you'll be good to go. (laughs) And laugh at everybody else as they suffocate to death in this awesome zombie apocalypse. Designed in free world free worldwide shipping. And uh it looks pretty cool. There was a photo I saw not on the Kickstarter but somewhere else where they had designed a like motorcycle face, like with the teeth, like the skull's teeth and everything. And there was a dude riding down the motorcycle or down on a motorcycle down the road with it. I was like, that is totally badass. People are like, oh, that's a really cool looking biker. Nah, dude, he's just not getting the zombie flu. It's cool.
2: Yeah, I, if so, you get this, I think getting a supply of filters would be important. I think so. But I'm looking at the family pack for.
0: What's the. Fa- how much is the family? Pack?
2: Um, they call it the urban something pack. It's 112. Oh. Urban value set. Four breathing masks, four travel pockets. Four head straps, eight filters. So basically two filters for everybody.
0: Nice. I, well and there's two filters on it at all times. So
2: I think it means well, I think it means eight like two, like eight replacement filters. So oh, maybe. I don't know. But uh, don't know I'd want to know how much filters are and how available they are. That'd be my question. For us in the state side since it's
0: outside of Exactly. But they do look cool. Yes. They do look very cool. So, anyways, guys, that is my kicking for the week, nice. and that brings us to our next segment: game industry news and game releases.
2: So, the first one would be very exciting to my daughter. Um, uh, Hobbit director Peter Jackson released a, a short video on his Facebook page. Um, that might be teasing a Doctor Who corroboration. He hasn't announced a new project yet after The Hobbit, um, but this short video up on his site, um, which is crashed by Stephen Moffat, I think I'm saying his last name right, might be hinting that he's going to be directing a a Doctor Who episode, because Stephen, of course, is the Doctor right now. So that would be pretty exciting for nerds and geeks everywhere of Lord of the Rings and Doctor Who persuasion. Um, That would make my daughter pretty excited, just for one. Um, Meh. Yep. So that that might be happening. Peter Jackson might be directing a Doctor Who episode.
0: That would be pretty awesome. Um, Another really cool thing that got me excited is that the ex-Top Gear host announced Amazon's new delivery system. And I have it straight from his
5: mouth. This is a story from the not-too-distant future. It's the day of your daughter Millie's big football match, and to be clear, that is the sort of football you play with your feet. Anyways,
0: Anyways, just hold on. Before we go any further, that is the type of football that you play with your feet, which is actually called soccer, (laughs) just by the fucking
5: way. This This is a story from the not-too-distant future. It's the day of your daughter Millie's big football match, and to be clear, that is the sort of football... You play with your feet. Anyway, she is missing a vital piece of equipment. Specifically, a size three Puma Evo Power firm ground soccer shoe. The left one. And some of it, sadly, is in the family's three-year-old bulldog, Stuart. So now what? Well, you could yell angrily at the poor thing, but what's the point? Because all it will hear is blah, 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 Stuart, blah, blah, Stuart, blah. Much better to behave like a rational human being. Find your tablet and place an order with Amazon for a pair of Puma EVO Power Firm Ground soccer shoes, and have them delivered in 30 minutes or less. And in a location not too far away, a miracle of modern technology is dispatched. It's an Amazon drone and after rising vertically like a helicopter to nearly 400 feet, This amazing hybrid design assumes a horizontal orientation and becomes a streamlined and fast airplane. In time, there'll be a whole family of Amazon drones, different designs for different environments. This one can fly for 15 miles and it knows what's happening around it. It uses sense and avoid technology to, well, sense and then avoid obstacles on the ground and in the air. Back at the house, you're getting a message on your tablet to say that your prime air delivery is arriving. And it goes back to vertical mode and scans the landing area for potential hazards. This amazing innovation then lowers itself slowly to the ground, drops off the package, and flies straight back up to altitude. And moments later, you're walking through the door with a brand new pair of Puma EVO Power Firm Ground soccer shoes size three for Millie, and a Myla bone chicken-flavored jura chew for Naughty Naughty Stewart. <laughs> and balance is, is 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 restored to the universe.
2: Nice. Future's here, man. We don't have, Future's we don't here. have flying cars, so is, but we do have flying drones.
0: Exactly. So that's Jeremy Clarkson, guys. If you don't recognize his voice, he is, uh, or was, one of the original founding members of top gear who got disgracefully kicked out last year over something. I can't remember why, but it was a bunch of bullshit and his co co-host I think agreed with him and I believe they're all kind of trying to just wait out their contract and leave. Um, anyways, this drone that they debuted with Jeremy Clarkson. So proudly talked about, um, looks nothing like the one that they promised us a little bit back in December in 2013. Um, but it, does, it doesn't it does look like a drone I've ever seen in my life before. Let's just put it that way. It is a weird-ass-looking design, uh, but I can definitely see how it holds the package and can get the lift and the propulsion it needs to go and get moving. Uh, I'm extremely excited for this. Prime Air drones fly as high as 400 feet. Also have sense and avoid technology that can determine what's around them in the sky and on the ground. As a drone comes in for its delivery, it scans... Landing zones for potential hazards and chooses an appropriate drop zone. So, um, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And I am going to be extremely excited to see how this works. And if there's going to be one near us, because we do um, have a Amazon... Location not too far from our house, about a two-hour drive. But currently, it says the air drones only have a range of 15 miles, so I'm wondering if you are going to. I would drive to going Seattle to...
2: and stay in a hotel just to have drones deliver something to me because that's cool.
0: Anyway, right, so I am wondering if they're going to have they're going to start popping up little warehouses everywhere.
2: That would not be surprised.
0: I would not be and surprised. That's that. to be
2: in the next one. After step
0: exactly, and good. that would put us within the fifteen mile area. I'll if tell it you can what next year at Pax, we're artists. having
2: something delivered to our, to us be a, be a drone.
0: Be like, all right, drop it on the roof. That looks like a good place. Oh fuck, how oh, that was just yeah, that <laughs> Ah, yes, we are definitely getting something to delivered to us next year at Pax. Um, and that brings us to our last news um, of this week. Speaking and of that flying is, cars. Speaking of flying cars, Rocket League. Is now well has had a morph mode for the past few weeks. I've been playing, um, one of them being pinball. The ball is very small and bounces like no fucking other. Um, another one being uh, cube, cube ball, which is basically a fucking big giant die that bounces square <laughs> that bounces around unpredictably, and you jump left and the fucker goes backwards into the right. Mm. And, uh, it just makes no sense because it bounces off the hinge of a corner and decides it's going to go that direction now. Hmm.
2: Um, not sure if I like that It one. does not,
0: yeah, it's not very fun. Um, there is another one, the, by the way, the, uh, the, uh, uh, first one, the small ball that bounces all over the fucking place Um, the more that you hit it, just like pinball, it speeds up. So uh, if you can keep hitting it without it touching the ground or without it slowing too much, that thing can really start moving. Um, There's another one that the ball becomes ginormous and extremely slow, and it takes a million hits to get it, and that's the only time I can be a goalie in Rocket League because I have about 15 seconds to hit the ball, and start pushing it in a different direction. That is right, pushing it, because hitting it doesn't do shit. You literally need to sit behind it and just keep driving, um, and pray to God nobody takes you out. Um, Which is kind of annoying, but kind of fun, because I can actually be a goalie then, because it barely fits in the goal. Um, And now Rocket League has announced that their morph mode is going to pertain hockey, which I have been seeing for weeks, and has not came out yet. They're gonna be transforming the whole entire place to an ice rink, with the hockey puck being the ball, and I cannot wait for Is that, hockey mode. That more. That
2: cars will kind of slide around more.
0: Yes, all the physics That's change, and I cannot wait. So I am extremely excited for this Rocket League. By far, um, we're gonna be doing our uh, game of the year discussions here on the Plug and Play Podcast. What we personally believe in discussing and debating about what the top ten. Five games of the year should be probably five.
2: Probably five. Uh, it Depends how many okay. you want on your list. I'd say five is a good number, though.
0: Okay, so probably the top five. That's gonna be coming here very soon, guys. Probably in the next week or we'll two. Have to decide
2: if we're doing one as a show or if we're gonna do our individual lists or both. Maybe both. So you, do you think we could agree on five together? I,
0: don't I think know.
2: our list will be somewhat separate.
0: I think they'd be somewhat different. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll uh, see. We're going to work least, out this I know there's at least
2: three we can agree on, but I'm sure there's a couple that we yes. won't.
0: I'm sure there probably is. So we will uh, We'll figure these details out in the background. Um, but we're going to be having our Game of the Year episode nonetheless. Um, what that turns out to be is up in the air still. And you're going to want to turn into um, that episode. Yes, because more details on that episode will lead us to our giveaway holiday season. Um, which is going to be giant, guys. Um, we're definitely giving away at least one item that is $180 worth, U.S. dollars. So uh, you're going to definitely want to hang in for that episode um, where we find out more details and how you can get in on the giveaways this holiday season. But that is all the game news that we have for this week because the year is winding down. What about game releases, There are still
2: dude? a few game releases. Um I think as we're speaking, Just Cause Three is out, or definitely by. T- I
0: think it's just dropping tomorrow. Oh, definitely by the time
2: you're listening to this, Just Cause Three will be available. Yeah. Um, on PC as well, I hope. Uh, I
0: believe gonna, so. I believe it's dropping all three consoles. Good. At so this
2: won't be one where PC players have to wait, which is good.
0: Yeah, it's not Need for Speed, assholes. Yeah.
2: Um. Although you know, better to release something that's working than a broken piece of shit like Batman. Um, so Just Cause 3 is going to be all sorts of chaotic fun. We got to play it a little bit, see the explosions. They've got amazing explosion, like the, the physics engine they have for blowing up bridges and buildings and whatever. You're... So th-
0: I was listening to a developer do a press conference on Just Cause 3 uh, this weekend, actually. And he was talking about how they actually sat down with some psychologists, or maybe they weren't psychologists, but people... Um, that know how their human mind works, and they actually develop cities in bases depending on uh, what would make you want to destroy them more. <laughs> so like the areas that they want they want you to destroy is actually more destroyable, quote unquote, by just cost three standards are gonna be more shiny and vibrant, um, reflective items, stuff like that. Um, they're gonna attract your attention. Whereas, like, the normal cities that you're just driving through are going to be really dull, like dark reds and browns and uh, just interesting. block. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. There's actually, like, a psychology theory. They've actually put into Just Cause, the series in general, and they've been perfecting it over these three games. So it's pretty interesting to hear, like, the backstories on how they create these games and how they know what they're going to do. Um, you have to watch
2: them blow up a gas station and blow up a bridge and...
0: And I heard all the bridges are destructible. And when questioned on that, they're like, yeah, our country, the people just really like to fix shit. So the bridges will get it fixed eventually. Because they're like, what happens if you destroy all the bridges in the game? Then your transportation, like, you have no way to get around stuff. And they're like, no, like, it'll fix, like, the people fix it eventually. Like, they just do. <laughs> like, that's, like, one thing that like, they couldn't, they're like, dude, blowing your bridges is too fucking cool. Like, we cannot not let you have it. But just know that like the people of the country will fix it, I guess. <laughs> they have a, I don't a huge know.
2: budget for uh, Public Works. That's good.
0: Exactly, yes. That's funny. Uh, 99% of their profits go to Public Works.
2: So I guess Rainbow Six Siege is coming out as well, and I don't know much about that game. Do you?
0: I don't know much either, other than it is a Rainbow Six game that uh, is now you can basically barricade yourself inside, of, like to a certain extent inside of so, rooms, which is a new aspect. Will this be a console game? Oh... Uh, does seem like a console
2: game type to me, but I... I not that they couldn't run on it, but it's, it seems like more traditional PC FPS
0: type game. No, it is definitely coming out on PS4 and okay, Xbox
2: cool. One. So Good. Yep. And
0: and I think the next one's more your style. I
2: know even less about that one honestly valhalla hills
0: i think that's the one that we've been getting all the emails on isn't it
2: um so valhalla hills is um a a strategy like a civilization like a god game
0: oh we did get emails on
2: this we did but um again i don't play rts or god type games. yeah me either um so it looks like it has cute little like
0: I'm more of a demon than a god.
2: Yeah, kind of a vengeful, like, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm going to mess with you. Um, yeah. It has a cool little art style. It reminds me kind of of World of Warcraft or yeah. little, like, dwarven characters. Um, but I don't want, know much about it. I know it's just coming out. If you're into that kind of game, you should check it out. Um, I just can't say much about it, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah I can't say much about it either. So were think so. you thinking of a
2: different game? Uh,
0: um... I could have sworn we saw something called Valhalla packs, but apparently oh, not. Oh, so. we did.
2: It's uh, V A. It was like spelled weird. It was the cybernetic bartender game that's coming out on Vita. Oh, and
0: it's you're just right. Valhalla,
2: okay. not Hills. Oh, uh,
0: okay. It threw me off. I was like, oh shit, this is Tim's no, game. I, <laughs> I was like, yes, Tim. I would Tim, totally, be, I would totally be
2: excited for Valhalla, but that's not out yet. Uh, okay. No, sorry to all of you that love RTS and God games. I'm just not into those kind of games, but.
0: If you like it Yeah, I played black and white for a little bit. That's about Please
2: enjoy. That's your thing.
0: Yep, exactly. Have fun, Sims guys. So So guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And like every other episode, we leave you guys with a question.
2: What would be the first thing you would have a drone deliver to you? What would be your first thing, Zach? I'm thinking. Um I think I'd have a box of tampons delivered to someone I didn't like.
0: You know they sell bags of poo on
2: Amazon,
0: so <laughs> yeah, the, the, I'm thinking. The frank, the I'm wondering if they. Of this is amazing. I'm thinking. I hope they deliver in Trinidad. <laughs> I'm just gonna send bags of poo to Mr. Q. I kind of think
2: Trinidad will be the second or third country that gets rolled out for this program, but I could be.
0: Or the I last, you
2: know. Um, no, seriously, they're like video games delivered in half an hour. That'd be awesome. Like, oh, video games.
0: Are- Video games would be awesome, especially like day one releases would be epic. Um, what if I was
2: missing a cable, like um, my charging cable for, I don't know, watch or whatever. Oh, I really need that. Click, click, Amazon, boom, drone delivers my charging cable.
0: I want to know what the pricing scheme is going to be. How much extra is it going to cost for drone delivery?
2: I don't know, but I, I, I'm i going to do it at least once.
0: I think that it should be cheaper. That way more people get in it, and then it, they would get their drones paid off. I mean,
2: it would cost them nothing. They probably will do competitive pricing initially who knows long term i would think so is there gonna be a new tier in amazon prime amazon super prime free
0: amazon super, <laughs> super prime free- welcome to megaton bitch but yeah
2: um, also if you think drone delivery is stupid let us know in the comments um but but our yeah. question is basically what would be the first thing you'd have drone deliver to you
0: Hmm. condoms <laughs> quick
2: i need faster 30, 30 <laughs> minutes how about 15 minutes can you do it yes i'll pay four extra tolerance extra <laughs>
0: exactly this is life and death
2: that's like a uh, that's like a um what do you call it in your call of duty and you need a supply drop
0: <laughs> yeah a supply drop kinda. yeah <laughs> woo-hoo. Uh, woo-hoo. you've acquired one kind of cat all too. right we There's can't give the st- listeners
2: uh too many good ideas they have they've have come up with their good ideas
0: all right sounds Constance good games. all right guys Thank you for tuning in to episode 70. Don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show at Twitter at plug underscore and underscore play underscore. Or as always, check out the other awesome podcasts like the Button Smasher's podcast with Roger and Q, our Swedish sw- silly little bastard friend over there. Um, we also have the... Yep, Hobos and Animatic, which is, I believe, actually taking a sabbatical okay. right now, which means that they are not Catch recording. Up. Listen we to their back also, episodes. Yep, exactly. Listen to their 11 back episodes. Um, we also have the Gaming Goddess podcast, which is done by Jess and her friends and different people within the gaming industry or tech industry that she has interviews with. Okay. Um, yeah, or you can always just check all of us out over at smasherscom where there's some pretty sweet... Prime and Shine, and Plug and Play apparel over at the shop store. You guys can check that out. And when you guys buy awesome shit, let us know. And then send us pictures of you repping our awesome cool stuff. Yeah, we'll staff. definitely you a shout out and maybe, take a
2: picture of you and in our, in our swag.
0: Maybe toss you some free gear or something some. like that. Some free games. So, anyways, until next time on episode 71, thankfully we got over episode 69. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed that little intro. Um... Don't forget too, Prime and Shine.